0: It's the 49er faithful UK show preseason game two is done and while it doesn't really matter a win is a win is a win and it does feel good I'm Gareth Ellis and still shaking off the rust with a preseason run out it's Najee Karar hello everyone and making his first and possibly very rusty preseason debut is Paul Hope. Glad to be back, chaps. Glad to be back. It's good to see you back, mate. Uh, we're still keeping Lee wrapped up in cotton wool for the battles to come. Uh, it's either that or he has the same agent as Nick Bosa. Uh, and, he's, <laughs> and he's driving a hard bargain in New York. So uh, a good 21-20 to 20 win over the Broncos and a much better all-round performance than the show against the Raiders. Uh, let's start with a QB talk. Great to see Brock back and not missing a beat. Paul, break it down for me. Get, let's get you going. Get that rust off.
1: So I think Nadji and yourself will agree that first drive with Brock at QB typified what we're going to do this season. It was as if he'd never been away. And when you think to all the off-season talk about the injury, the rust, as soon as he rolled out that pocket and he just gave the ball to Debo and Debo took off, and I thought, this is a QB that's supposed to be rusty. Uh, for me, it just showed what Naji has been saying for a long time. Brock is QB1. Um, I said on the live last night, Gareth, that for me, whoever's under centre, I will always support. But you can't argue that the offence isn't executed better with Brock under centre. Mm-hmm. And he was only in for five, six minutes against the Broncos, but it just showed. And for me, I've come away thinking 13's QB1. I know Kyle and John have spent all off-season telling us. I think Kyle is irritated by the QB talk, hence with his answer to who's going to be QB2, which we'll get into. But for me, Brock Purdy. It, I'm excited, chaps, like you said, Gareth. Mm. The season's around yeah. the corner now. And for me, Brock's QB1. And what can, what else can I say before I hand over to Najee
0: Carr? Probably nothing. Yeah.
2: imagine yeah. you can say it if there is. I mean, it's i was so, so in love with him. He's so good. And he just straight away, right back where he left it. You know, he looked confident, commanding, poised. And it's just the offense is rolling when he's in the center. It looks easy. And I know, he, you know, he has boy he has Brandon Ayuk and, you know, uh, a bit better of an O line and all that, but still, it's just, it's, it's almost day and night with the other two, how, you know, just smooth it looks. Um, just exactly where it was, which is really good. Um, cause obviously the, the injury, is always that kind of, you know, the fear, the mental factor of getting hurt again. And you don't know where your body's at. You don't know, but it, it didn't look phased at all. Um, yeah, I'm really happy. Obviously, it doesn't really matter what it looks like now. What matters is what he's going to look like in the Steelers in a few weeks. Uh, but yeah, uh, confidence is high, I think, uh, for, for me anyway. And I'm very much looking forward to this game because I can't wait to see Brock play uh, again because it's just beautiful.
0: It's great. I love him. I'm so in love with this guy. <laughs> I think that the word you use there, Naji, I think that effortlessness, and I think yeah. up and down the league, you will see. Or look back at the highlights for these preseason game twos, and you will see veteran starting quarterbacks, ve- uh, franchise quarterbacks up and down the league do exactly what Brock did. Proc did. Yeah. Stroll in for a series, bish, bash, bosh, few first downs, get yeah. some points, walk off the field, job done. And I think that's, he just looked, as he's always done, he's just always looked like he plays like a veteran. He just looks yeah. built for the league, he just looks built for Shanahan's system uh and yeah great to see that there just didn't appear to be any worries about the the injury he took a clattering i think at one point didn't he um mm-hmm. got up didn't seem to be bothered by the and just went out and executed oh uh, yeah i think if it, if you still think there's a qb battle uh for the starting spot um i think you just watch the first three or four minutes of that game um and notice the difference uh he was replaced with sam darnold came in for the rest of the first half solid but not really much that makes you go wow is it yeah
2: yeah i think um yeah i think very good backup job you know just going and kind of gets it done ish uh another pick that kind of wasn't his fault really um but yeah no it's just there's no bells and whistles it's it's brock purdy without the flare uh, essentially it just kind of it you know it'll be serviceable and he might win us enough game to get to the playoff if we need him at some point. Um, but yeah, um, I almost would rather, I, I don't know, I would rather have Trey, and we can talk about that in a minute, of course, uh, just because of the ceiling, I think, is higher with Trey um, than than Sam Donald. You know, to me, Donald is a slightly better or less good, I don't know, than than Jimmy. Uh, I don't think we're gonna get much more uh with with Sam Donald than we, we had with Jimmy. Uh the offense will roll, sometimes they won't, sometimes they will. It's gonna be up and down and uh that that kind of QB that's just not very consistent and yeah, just a bit boring. No not much to say about and, and yet I've spoken for like two minutes straight. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Paul, about Donald? Would you I mean the question is would you rather have Donald or Trey, really? Because Brock's one, who's your two, right? That's, that's a question.
1: When I said I was glad to be back, I'm smiling away, Najee, because sometimes you take a break, you don't speak to people like yourselves for a while, and then you come back and you think, we're on the same page. When I was preparing for today, and I was looking at the breakdown of tape that I've seen on Brock Purdy, and I was looking at the dump-offs, the play action, the boots, the screens, and like you said, Gareth, it was five minutes, but it had me excited. Then they turned the keys over at Darnold. And you said it exactly how I was feeling, Nadji. It was a bit meh. It was a bit plain. It was a bit safe. It didn't excite me. It would argue that he's Shanahan's dream QB. If you take away Brock Purdy, you know a, sk- a game manager can come in, can be safe with the ball, but Brock Purdy gives you that extra bit when the team seems to be elevated. And again, to knock on Sam Darnold, I'm gonna. I'm sitting here now saying. For me, he was a C, a C-minus. If I'm giving a grade out, he didn't do a great deal wrong. He didn't excite me. But for me, Trey Lance has got those physical attributes that you want to see. I think if you have Brock and Trey as you want two. it gives a little bit more to your offence moving forward. And I strongly believe that Darnold been brought in to be QB3 is the insurance policy. We all know what happened last season, gents. And nothing I've seen on the two games since I've returned is going to change my mind on that. And that might be a bit harsh on someone who's played 55 games in the NFL. You could argue he's got more experience, but I'm going to go back to that. I'm just a bit meh and I don't want to see more of Darnold. I'd rather see more of Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. And we know Purdy's going to start against the Chargers because Carl Shanahan said that in his interview when they said, are we not going to see Brock anymore in the preseason, And he said... He's starting next week. All the starters are starting. So we know we're going to see more of Brock. But I just hope we see more of Trey Gareth before the season starts, personally.
0: Yeah, I think after that rocky early interception, uh, a much-needed performance, I think, from Trey Lance for his own uh, well-being, as well as as everybody watching. Uh, three back-to-back scoring drives to finish the game, including the game-winner. Yeah. Um, yeah, much-needed performance from Trey, and I think I'd agree with you, Paul. He's he's more exciting than Darnold. Shanahan has come out and sort of indicated that there might not be a QB2, that he can sit both on the bench and may well decide situationally which player needs to come in. And I think there is yeah. truth. If uh, if there is a concussion or an injury worry about Brock on a game we've won in the fourth quarter, I'd probably bring Darnold on as night watchman. If, uh, if we lose Brock uh, when we're 20 points down in the early in the second quarter, I think you'd have to put on Trey and, and go for it and say, this game already looks lost. You just, you can't, you're not on a loser here. Just go out and play. Go out yeah. and win it. And I think Trey's still got that lower floor, higher ceiling. Uh, but it's it's a it's a great spot to be in for all this controversy, having three starting quarterbacks. I think there's, there's some other teams in the league that barely have one. So, yeah. Yeah, Do you want to great. add anything on the, yeah, Trey's, Trey's performance, Najee? Yeah, I think we talked about it at length last week
2: and pretty much every default that we gave him, he improved the point. I think that's that's a big thing with Trey. He looked much better this week. Um, obviously, he was playing against lesser competition because he was playing late in the third and fourth. Um, but his supporting cast was also probably not the, as good. Um but you know manipulating the safety uh, look what it does <laughs> it's a touchdown to cameron latu and i that was that's a beautiful play he had a couple of throws on a you know on a late drive to try and get us in in fergo range which were beautiful perfect which you would expect from a, a starting qb and uh, no, i'm really happy I, growth is you know he, he made mistakes last week and he's tried and has corrected some this week which is exactly what you want from a young qb in preseason. Uh, he looked better. Still a couple of, there was an air and throw, uh, when he was in, on our 20 and he just kind of threw it away and got almost picked. It was a bit very rookie-esque kind of, kind of play that I remember. But apart from that, I mean, the pick is, yeah, that's just 40 to the tough man. <laughs> just, that's learning again. This is a rookie, rookie error. Um, but yeah, no, much, much better from Trey. And this is why I, I would rather see him because if he keeps on growing and getting better, uh, is very, very quickly going to surface what Darnold is. Because I don't think Darnold's going to get better at this. I mean, he's going to get more confidence in, in the offense that he doesn't know as well as Trey. But apart from that, I think, you know, Darnold's the richest ceiling as a QB. Uh, but, you yeah, know, good good, good from everyone. I think I think we're pretty set for the season. Uh, and uh, that's good.
1: It's good to see. I think what people forget about Trey Lance, Gareth, and you guys said it last week, he isn't a rookie. He's been around the team now. But he's a rhythm player, and I'm smiling because I'm going up to watch Naji playing a playoff game at the weekend. Certain players are rhythm players, and Trey looks hesitant. And then when he gets into that groove, and some of the players he made against the Broncos, two years ago, we'd have come on the pod and we would have waxed lyrical about the future. Those throws Naji's talking about. I mean, the yeah. one to the guy with 86 on the sideline where he, he rolled out the pocket and he zipped it over the defender. And the I think it was T, T-, T-, Martin, and he got, T- Martin. he got got the toe drag swag in. And then yeah. the the one Ronnie Bell, number 10. I've got my number 10 hung I know, up to those people I was listening. Talk about <laughs> Not a Jimmy G jersey, everyone. It's a Ronnie Bell, Jersey. <laughs> All jokes aside. But that was a 43 yard catch and run. It was the longest play of the night. And even though it was a preseason game, even though I knew the results, that fourth quarter, I was glued to my screen. And we say it often you don't win anything in preseason. And as 49ers fans, we keep saying we need to see this kid get reps. We need to see certain players get reps. That's why I want to see more Trey Lance. I don't need to see any more of Sam Darnold. I want to see what Lance can do, mm. like you said, Najee, with the starting cast against the Chargers' starting defence. And at the moment, I'm excited. But who knows what's going to happen against the Chargers. It'll be a lovely 3am wake-up call
0: for the UK <laughs> faithful on Saturday morning. Where do I number one. Uh, I've got to admit, I don't think I'm uh, going to red-eye my Not way through that one. Not a
1: chance but, uh,
0: I will I'll watch him live. Yeah, I will watch him <laughs> live. Not at that time. I think that there's, there's a good point there, Paul. I think we've probably learnt what we can from Darnold. He doesn't need the game experience. I, I'd hope that we, we get to see a bit of a Brock and then just maybe leave Trey in. Um for, for as long as you can, and let him build up some rhythm. Just let him get snaps, let him get game time. He's the one who's going to benefit more. Donald probably needs not the game experience, but the the practice and the uh, video room uh, and going through the playbook. Whereas Trey needs to play, um, and I think that that would be great to see because there there is still something there. And uh, the NFL is a it's a funny old game, isn't it? So you yeah. never know quite how it's going to turn out do you? Some other offensive players. Uh, Debo looked hungry, uh, and in hungry in the way that he didn't look like he'd been going hungry last off season. Uh, Looked mean (laughs) and lean uh, and out for business. I think that was. I took that as a very good sign from a short run out from Debo.
2: Yeah, not much to say. Seven snaps he played. Um, That's what you want to see from your ones. A good play, good drive starter, and then you know that's that's what Debo does. Uh, Ayuk is kind of in the same boat. One nice catch. Over the middle you know just what wow, you does see that all right cool thanks guys you're still good and you're still ready uh go back to the sideline and do not hurt yourself please but yeah those two um showed me exactly what i wanted to see in a preseason game more of the same against the charger maybe a bit longer and then and then uh, more rest ready for the steelers
1: but yeah they both look good if aaron banks had hit that Block. I don't know if you've watched the the game take breakdown. He's just slightly off. Debo would have been to the house. And yeah. like you said, Gareth, he looks lean. And I've I'm been impressed with Debo off the field. I don't know if you've seen the interviews mm. where I've talked to him about Brandon and Debo being the veteran presence, what they've been like with the rookies. And it seems like they took Ronnie Bell under the wing. They've pointed out to the new wide receivers, you have to block to get the rock. Is the saying and i like that leadership role and obviously we'll touch upon boss a bit later but it was well documented as aaron Rodgers has said oh, yeah. on hard knocks that debo was distracted this time last year the contract talks and i think debo uh-huh. himself has come out and said last mm. season and i like that he's looking lean he's looking hungry and a debo like that is going to be scary for any defender in the league so yeah i'm,
0: I'm excited Absolutely, I'd agree. I think he's he's done exactly the right thing and said that he let himself down, let his teammates down by being out of shape this time last year, and he's he's learned from that. And he said, "I'm never going to let that happen again." Um, and yeah, he looks like he's got a, a bit of a chip and a point to prove. I think from a possibly from a down season, so can't wait to see that. Uh, we've already mentioned recycling our number ten shirts into Ronnie Bell's. Uh, <laughs> he he is looking good if he can clean up the drops.
2: Yeah yeah bad drops and and another deflection for a pick uh, which he did last week as well, so that's yeah that's something now now that he's done it t- twice in two games, he's gonna have to definitely clean up um because that ball was catchable I mean they go through his hand and hit his arm and went up in the air yeah so so that's two in a row through through the hands yeah definitely need to clean that up uh but apart from that yeah the the upside is immense is I mean, he's been our best player the past two weeks, uh, by none. and. And uh, yeah, if he wasn't for the two, those two mistakes, he would be probably the best, you know, the best player in the league uh, in this preseason game. Not that it means anything, but um, it's been pretty amazing. Uh, it's good to see. It's good too that we can, you know, we keep on drafting these gems and we're finding these people. And uh, he'll, I think he'll definitely make the team. And we'll stash him. And he'll, he might have an impact. He might not. Uh, but I can, you know, next year, I think we all have our, our eyes on him if he stays with us, stays healthy, to have a, a bit more of a role and grow into this offense. Yeah, it's good to see. Yeah, you know, keep churning out those good players out of, you know, fourth round, third round, whatever, whatever we picked him up. I can't remember. Seventh.
0: Seventh, seventh round. Yeah. 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 I
2: mean, that's, that's perfect, isn't it? Um, Yeah. Good to see. And then one is the game,
1: so. Thanks Ronnie. I saw some things on social media, Nadji, that said, if we'd taken Ronnie Bell at 99 in the third round and Jake Moody in the seventh, the Niners draft would have been on fire. And they say yeah. the fact we've got him in the seventh. Now, you're right, Gareth. I'm glad you didn't ask me to show the back of number 10. Tongue in cheek, <laughs> had to hang it up there. He hasn't been perfect. We've been here before with a hype train. Like you said, Najee, we need to see more of it. I think he's fortunate with the injuries to Rere And Danny Gray I think that means he's going to be kept around because his skills are transferable Mm -hmm. at the punt return the kick return but yeah as soon as I saw that ball go through his hands you know playing a bit of receiver and flag now I thought that's on Ronnie Bell that's not on the quarterback but Kyle Chanahan, I thought was quite fair in his assessment he said we've given the kid plenty of opportunities the drops are something that he needs to get out of his system but again I think he'll feature highly against the charges and you, Fear not, faithful. Get on eBay, get your 10 jerseys. We'll get those nameplates changed around. We're going to have four jerseys <laughs> kicking about, all jerseys kicking about, tens kicking about. It's going to be great to see it at the next
0: meet-up. <laughs> nice. Were where either of you guys able to take anything from the battles for the, the backup tight ends and, and backup running back jobs? Uh, again, I don't know that anyone really distinguished themselves. Latu, had a good comeback game from his poor performance against the Raiders, but I didn't. Again, your guess is as good as mine. Who might make the roster?
2: Well, I think Warner Warner is a shoe in Is is the I, th- I don't know if he's the starter, but he's definitely our best blocking tight end after George, of course. Um, I don't. I think it's going to be tight for us to keep the rookies, though, because as I said last week, I think Duelli, it, we need to keep him around he's just he's just he's just a good player um and it's just hard to find those um and he's just reliable which is what we want yeah. from a, a backup tight end um yeah a lot to bounce back it looked much better he had a ton of snap he played quite a lot uh i don't think brandon willis played that much which would indicate that maybe the decision has been made already uh again we know our practice we don't know what he's you know four or five guys look like exactly every day and what the battle looks like i would i would say it's warner Dwelly, latu willis in our order uh and then it's down to how many we keep um after george of course (laughs) that's that's an obvious answer yeah i think that's what i took Uh, nice to see latu come back especially uh, you know i've got good hopes i've seen him play for a long time Obama. Uh, and he's be, been very good in the SEC, which is not a, a, a league that is is easy to be good at. Um, so I, I think the upside with Latou is higher than any, but uh, it has to transfer to the NFL. And seeing a game like this is good, and we'll see what he does against the Charger, And if he can maybe have an impact on special team and you know, secure himself a, a spot that way rather than on the dev chart, tight end, this chart. But yeah, I don't know. How many tight ends did we have last year? Two, three, three,
1: Four? Can't remember.
0: Four, I think. Four, Get right. So. Warner, Dwelly and Matthews?
1: Yeah. yeah, Matthews was going to say there was the wide receiver that was converted. But mm. I, th- I think a lot of people are excited to see us run with the two tight end set. I would agree with your assessment there. And how do you think that too? Look better. TDP, I was disappointed with that missed block, especially when you've got Brock Purdy out there. You don't want to see a free edge rusher pounding down. And I might be being harsh uh, purely because no, TDP no. was a third-round pick. For me, he hasn't shown enough at the moment He's fourth choice. Mm. And you think with Mitchell's injury, you'd think there's an opportunity for him there. And Kyle Shanahan doesn't tend to let you out of the doghouse, which is surprising, that because Latou had been struggling in practice. And I think the fact that they'd thrown him in the game situation and he's bounced back. And I loved when the team celebrated when he scored. I know how you jumped on the pitch and got that penalty, which Shanahan's alluded to, allowed Moody to kick the winner, which we'll get to. But it just shows the culture we've got around the team and the fact that these veterans are pulling for these kids. And I'm excited. Like you said, he's bounced back, but... We're not going to get into the fifty-three man breakdown today. We will wait for Mister Gowland to come back because we don't yeah. want to upset him by going ahead with something like that.
0: Yeah, I'll. Uh, I'll. I don't disagree with anything you've said. I'll, I'll chuck in a little bit of a wild card in that we have that extra undrafted fullback, Jack Coletto, who came in one reception, and we know it's not. Uh, it's not entirely uh, like for like we know that there is at least some crossover between the blocking duties that are given to the fullback, wherever Juice signs up, and to the tight end, wherever it is that Kittle signs up because off, or, or lines up because they're so interchangeable. I do wonder if there's something there. I'm looking forward to seeing perhaps if, if they give Jack more of a game and just see if maybe there's something there that's going to give them cause for thinking, actually... Maybe if we kept two two fullbacks, given the way our offense is, we can line them up at tight end, yeah. because they, they everyone lines up everywhere. So little Just, wrinkle. The sneaky rumor, Gareth, is apparently Sean Payton is a big fan of Collato
1: and denver have been sniffing around. So, like you said, if he doesn't make the roster, he probably isn't stashed in the squad. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and <laughs> it was interesting to see thirty three running a touchdown in. I thought there was a bit of <laughs> nostalgia there with that. But yeah, he he has looked good. He's a few people's um draft crush going in too. I remember when we did our draft show, there was a lot of comments on about Coletto. And I know Nick Ludlam is high on thirty three. So that's an interesting wrinkle you've added there, Mr. Ellis. Mm. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll
2: see. Yeah, it's uh it could be him instead of Latour. Well I, I think you you bring up a good point with just who's gonna get cut and be picked up straight away is might, you know, be a consideration to not cut them and cut somebody else that might not get picked up. We can send them to plastic squad and all that. It, it, yeah, this is a nitty gritty of fifty three man breakdown. Uh that frankly I don't have to do because it must be quite hard to decide on, on some of those names.
0: This happened a couple of years ago with um, Jermichael Hasty, who mm. I think had done well in camp and then didn't seem to get much opportunity in the uh preseason games. Um, and then Shanahan said, yeah, we don't want anyone to see how good he is because yeah. he's not going to make the team, given our running back room at the time, but we're not letting him go. Um, so I think it might be interesting, perhaps, if some of the people that we don't see um, maybe are being tucked away for a year's worth of development on the practice squad. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, more things to consider. We mentioned Jake Moody. Good bounce-back game from uh, his missed missed field goals, including tapping in the winner. Um, good for him. Good to see three field goals. Missed extra point. Yep. Still a little bit shaky, yeah. but definitely uh, three huge strides in the right direction.
2: Yeah, a lot, lot harder of a job at Levi with the silly swirling winds in the stadium not not an easy stadium to kick in so it's good to see the you know the free field goal uh, the last one barely in but in nonetheless uh yeah, they yeah count. a bit, yeah, bit of a shame on the extra point I would have been I would have liked to see a, a perfect game but uh yeah um still a, a lot of uncertainty uh until we see you know two three four weeks of constant Kicking down the middle, no, no sweat, kind of thing. Then mm-hmm. we'll be. I think we'll, we'll all breathe a little bit. But he's your boy, Paul. So let us know how. how did you feel when he, uh, especially after the Raiders game, was very rocky? But-
1: well, some people could argue that's a Zane Gonzalez jersey. I've got hung up there, Nadine. <laughs> I've, I've, I've swung over. Um, you said something interesting to Gareth last week, and it wasn't about the kicking competition. So when I got back, everybody. <clears throat> The first pod I listened to was the chaps. Of course, I was supporting my boys. You were talking about how sometimes it's better to struggle in practice and struggle in pre-season rather than if Moody came in and he's already got impossibly high expectations. Let's say he nailed every single kick. And then the first one he misses is an important one. Maybe it's good for him to have this bit of adversity now when it doesn't really count. And you're right, Gareth, even though I knew that kick had gone over, because I was watching the game after I knew the result, it was a bit too close for comfort. And I think Shanahan himself said, "I want it down the middle." Mm-hmm. But for me, the ex- it's not his fault he was drafted in the third round, and that's why I mentioned earlier maybe. we took Ronnie Bell in the third and we took Moody in the seventh. I don't think we'd be having this much conversation about the kickers, <laughs> and the fact that we've kept Gonzalez around seems to have added to that. But again, I like that he hasn't been given the starting job, and maybe that's playing on his mind. But it was great to see Shanahan. Take the knee with the QB and say, right, Jake, you're going to nail that kick. Because if he'd missed it, we might have been having a different conversation. But like you said, Naji hopefully he can get to those good as gold expectations. Because we've been spoiled. We've had Robbie. We, we knew from a certain range, Robbie could make those kicks. Um, but no, I'm still on the moody hype train. I haven't got the four jersey added just yet. I might uh, hold off on that. But no, it was good to see him bounce back, Gareth.
0: Yeah, I I agree. Much needed uh, performance. So hopefully you can just build off that uh, and it's not going to be something we have to uh, get squeaky bum time over for the rest of the season uh, because I, I don't like that. I don't like games coming down to kicks. I really don't. Over on the uh, defensive side of the ball, Shanahan or, or indeed Wilkes perhaps mix things up with the secondary roles. Um, I'm no clearer on who is going to start where. Uh, Naji, explain it to me. Uh no
2: I'm in the same boat as you unfortunately I've no idea I if I had to hazard a guess that's not how you say it but it's fine I'll just roll with it Um <laughs> if I, <laughs> I would say that it would seem they want DeMo to be in the slot and Ambry Thomas on the outside because that's what they started with and it looked okay Um but I mean if it was done to me I would I would I think I would have Walmart on the slot and Demo on the outside. Because, again, I thought Walmart was very good in the short game. Tackling was excellent. Pursuing the run was very, very good. The coverage, not so good. Um, better than last week for sure, but not at not the level that we needed to be. He's going to just get picked on if, if he starts on the outside, I feel like. And he's, yeah. So... Having him in the slot and stuff in the box, and you know, making those tackling skills because he's a very, very good tackler. Uh, to use, I think it would be the way forward to me anyway. But uh, yeah, no, your guess is as good as mine. As uh, I think it's definitely Mooney and and Hoff and then Gibson probably. Although Brown is definitely knocking at the door. He's playing really, really well. Uh, not not well enough to take his job, but. I think the future is bright and that's good to see. Uh, Paul, what do you think? Uh, maybe you know. Tell me.
1: Well, I'm glad you've shown Warmack some love. Mr yeah. Gowland isn't here tonight and I thought he wouldn't be happy when he comes back after last week. Rightly so. Uh, I would I'd would agree. The interesting thing with Warmack, Nadji, is we had high hopes for him last year for obvious reasons, but he played predominantly <laughs> on special teams. If you go yeah. back and watch the tape, he was a special team player. And like you said, the tackling jumped off the page with his physical attributes. He's more suited, like you said, inside. do worry about the coverage, the team we've got. It's interesting because I think we all thought Oliver was nailed on. He'd come across. He'd work with Wilkes. And it was Wilkes and Shanahan Gareth who've both come out and lit a fire up under him. And I don't know whether he makes a 53-man at this stage. Um, it's not a massive yeah. salary cap if we cut him. Um, and I think you're right. I think Ambry Thomas has come back into the mix. And this is what pre good for. They've let all of them have a little bit of a go. And like you said, Najee Ward is in there. I watched the brick by brick and it had an interesting bit with Hufanga and Wilkes. And was telling, um, Wilkes was saying to Hufanga, don't lose that instinct, but I want you to see the field more. And you can see why Wilkes, just from that clip, it's being brought in to work with the secondary. And maybe some of the looks that we showed against Denver was different to what Ryan's did. And I was interested to see that book. If I had to be a betting man, Gareth, I don't know. Mooney Wards, definitely. Lenore for last season. And then under that, I mean, Jameson, the undrafted free agent, is, is there or thereabouts. But he did struggle at the nickel for me. And I just don't know. Maybe it's something they're going to look at in the Chargers game. But uh, I'm glad you've got some love for Wormack because Mr Gowland was definitely worried last week, Nadji, after the pod. <laughs> what about yeah. you, Gareth?
0: I think well I, as I said I, d- I don't know where to start I'm I'm none the wiser other than trusting that the team has managed to put together uh, a very good unit with overspill of we're probably going to have to let some competent NFL level players walk at the end of the season and that's exactly where you want to be. Uh mm-hmm. we may be able to obviously bring a couple of guys back to the practice squad but I think someone like Oliver would potentially rather go somewhere else and and you know potentially might have a a, a tradable uh, asset for a team that potentially struggles. Uh, much the same story in a crowded linebacker room. I was just I was going to, just, I just oh, go to say, I say linebackers. Mm. Imagine you if late, Walmart had
1: done the pick six. Lee Gowland would have been unbearable. And remember last year against the Packers? That was More a, unbearable. Right. Womack. <laughs> I was just I was flicking from my notes and I thought I had to mention that. And I think Wilkes was right to criticise because when I have watched it back, it was there should be catching that. But again, Naji, it was nice to see him identify the player. Yeah. And, uh, make I mean, a play the, on that. I mean, he was only targeted three times. and He only gave yeah, seven receiving yards. So that was pretty It was good better.
2: Um, I mean, that throw was horrendous. It was such a bad <laughs> throw. <laughs> I it don't know what QB bad. is doing. Uh, but yeah, he should have picked it for sure. Um, yeah. We'll see. Yeah, no, Oliver doesn't look good, does he? He's just probably going to get cut at this point. Mm-hmm. I would
0: imagine. So, yeah, speaking, speaking of cuts, over to the linebackers. And uh, once again, a crowded linebacker room. Mm. Uh, Paul, going to challenge you. Who's, who's, who's in and who's going to end up claimed by the Seahawks at the end of August? <laughs> Jalen Graham
1: is edging ahead for me. Um, I've been very impressed with what I've seen him put on tape. Um, it's a great problem to have because our roster, I'm smiling because a 49ers fan, you look around and you think, we've got to pick 53. The linebacker room. We've got all-pro Fred, who obviously sets the standard. And then underneath that, pick your poison, for want of a better word. Um, And our good friend Nick wants uh, Makary Ball, purely because he's met him. Mm -hmm. He's looked quite good. But for me, Jalen Graham is a standout at the moment. He's edged just ahead. But I don't think it's a done deal. I think, again, the politics of who can you stash on the practice squad? Who can you get away with not showing? But uh, it's a great problem to have, Gareth. So... Again, I'm going to sit on the fence. Which I'm not I don't know, buddy. I honestly I don't have a clue at this point. Yeah.
0: Words of wisdom from Nadi.
2: No, like I, I had the you? same. I had the same two name. I think Jalen Graham and um, uh, McCreary Ball look the two better. One, obviously Greenlow and Warner. After those two guys, no, uh, no, from D Winters. I think he's one of those guys that will probably stash uh on the practice, right? He's just very fast <laughs> uh at the moment, but he doesn't really have a fear for the game just quite yet. So I think he's probably one of those guys that will. Or maybe he'll make a you know, again special team roster spot because of that speed and that tackling ability. Uh but yeah, I think I'm with Paul on this one. Uh, Graham, although he's looked pretty poor in uh in pass coverage. He looked better this week. Um but that's something obviously you'd you learn uh by playing and getting used to, um, and yeah, I'm I'm a bit disappointed in my curry ball. I thought he would look a lot better, especially after the high last year. And you know, we we wanted him to be the new Al and I'm not quite sure he's quite there yet. Uh, but who knows? him it might be by week one.
0: Mm, another fascinating part of camp battle. I do wonder mm. if we might end up uh, trading someone in the day. Do you remember we did that a few years ago? I think we signed an undrafted linebacker and, and flipped him for a sixth round pick before the end of training camp yeah, um, because we'd done such good work with him. So you never know. There's a lot of teams out there I think could probably do with with some reinforcement at linebacker. So potentially, you know, Broncos, Raiders, Chargers, they're all going to be front row of the shop window, aren't they, um, for phone calls in case there's any players that happen to have caught their eye. Uh, is there anything else you uh, you took away from the game? I think that's that's basically it for me. Not much to say on the D line again. I think a better performance,
2: better. But again, yeah.
0: I, I'd like to see more, a little bit more energy, yeah. perhaps.
2: Yeah, same. But again, no Armstead, no no Bosa. Uh, that's fifty percent less uh, D line, so it's it's a lot harder to uh, to be good. Hargrave looked good though. Uh, it looked really really good. I think it's he's gonna it's gonna be a very very much a difference maker. I can't wait to see him alongside Bosa Armstead and um probably what's his name? Long arm. Drake, like, Drake Jackson? Yeah. yeah, Drake Johnson uh, Jackson. Um I would imagine. Uh, uh yeah, number fifty six, what's his name? He looked pretty really good. Uh Bryant, Austin Bryant. Edge Russia. I mm-hmm. think he's I think he's gonna I think he's gonna supplement what ebookham did for us and ford tried to do before him um that kind of like third down guy that just comes in for two blitz uh he looked uh, yeah i like him a lot and him and farrell played together at clemson so i think it'll be good to have these two guys and they could easily have a good season uh bouncing off each other and uh, playing off each other so yeah i think we're in the same spot we were last year um wouldn't be surprised if come december Somebody like T.Y. McGill is our uh, most, you know, improved player or uh, underrated player of the year or whatever. Um, yeah, uh, same as usual. I just we want both, and then we'll be good.
1: Hmm. I'm surprised you didn't mention the player where Hufanga got to blitz off the edge like a madman. So, Ferrell, again, a lot of people talk about Borsa not being there. For me, Ferrell looks like he's taking advantage of those reps. Yeah. And we said Steve Wilkes is going to put together a different package. And for me, that play summarised it, where you've got Hafanga shooting off the edge. You had Hargrave running a stunt. You had Ferrell coming round. And I saw an interesting interview with Jake Brendel. As you can tell, I've been plugged fully into YouTube to catch up. And he said, mm-hmm. Najee, that Hargrave has got the fastest release get off that he's seen and as a centre he said in training that's unbelievable for him and his game Mm. like you said I'm not worried about the Nick Bosa deal I mean I joked before my first holiday it was going to get done I think it's just a case of the wanting to see what's around the league with the money he's going to get paid and I just think it'll be Mm. when we announce it I'll I'll go mad on social media but we've got the best defence in the league and it just got stronger with Hargrave. And he looked better than what I thought he was going to be an Adji. And I didn't yeah, think I'd be able yeah. to say that, even at this stage.
2: He looked very good.
0: Yeah, we just need to see. Uh, well, I don't think, obviously, we are going to see Bosa, even if he does sign in the next few days. Shanahan seems very relaxed. I think uh, Lynch has said the, much the same thing. I think they know. It, I, I do wonder if there's just a delay, because the uh, uh, Chiefs past Russia is also after a new contract. And I wonder if they're just waiting to see who blinks first to see if that yeah. They don't wanna sign on the money and then find out the next guy's managed to yeah, they, they to get wanna be 10 the best 15 million more, don't, don't Yeah, they they, no okay. I think
2: they just they wanna be the best the best played defensive player in the league or whatever and until one sign and then the other one's gonna get one more dollar
1: than the other one just, just to have that title. Yeah. Um uh, well, it happened, happened with Trent Williams, didn't it? We signed yeah, it Trent did. Williams, and then the Packers were annoyed because they'd signed their left tackle. Like you said, Najee, there was like a dollar in it. Um, yeah. There's been a lot of talk before you finish off, Gareth, about the offensive line, the backups, the struggles. A lot of people are high on, I'll get his name right, Manning from Hawaii. Mm. He's looked pretty I'm good. Manning. Mm. Um, our good friend Nick Ludlam seems to think that he's played that well. We might not be able to stash him on the practice squad. and I just wanted to get your two thoughts on that because obviously I've watched back. He did look impressive, but I don't think he's done enough to elevate to where someone else is going to steal him, in my opinion. But the offensive line, the backup offensive line, is probably why Trey has struggled as much as what he has. And the backups for a reason. Um, I'm not overly worried because I think McKivitt has looked better than I expected. And I think our starting offensive line, you know, we've got the go left tackle. But what are your two thoughts? Are you worried about the offensive line? Or do you just think it's pre-season and the backups? I'm not that bothered
0: i'm
2: a little worried uh, it's mm. it's not looking good at all it's you know Feliciano center is really bad um there's just too many best plays and not enough consistency as i said last week if any of our starters comes down one this guy and you know if jack Brendel goes down we have to go with Feliciano. i think we're in trouble um but you know touch wood it doesn't happen and uh Maybe just plugging in one bad guy or rather than a bad guy, these guys are still very, very good. <laughs> um, into the hour, hour line, which is amazing and gelling really well, uh, shouldn't make too much of a difference, but yeah, a little, a little worried. I mean, we got a great test week one. I know, I know we're a long, long way away to talk about this, but you know, mm. we're, we're playing the what and uh, okay. Casey Hayward and all that, so it's going to be a good test. So we'll 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 know soon enough.
0: I think, yeah, I've got a little bit of concern, but it's more just because we've got seemed have so much depth and competition everywhere else. The the offensive line sticks out a little as being weak whereas I think it's probably just happens to be not as strong as some of the other groups. I think we were worried about the offensive line this time last year with Jake Brendel starting, with Aaron Banks starting, with potentially Spencer Burford starting, uh, and they came out and did really well. So I think there's got to be some trust there that the coaches know what they're doing. I think there is going to be some some competition there. And while I, I think it is true that the offensive line is only as strong as its weakest link, I do think if you plug in the one potentially experienced or, or or less able player with four established players. It elevates their play, or uh-huh. at least Shanahan can scheme a little bit around it and not leave the weak points so exposed. It might limit what we can do, but I think Shanahan's just shown the adaptability and our ability to line up offensive weapons anywhere in the field and do practically any play of any formation uh, is just going to keep defensive players on their toes and maybe not able to to rush uh, with wild abandon because they just don't know what's going to happen and I think that's that buys a little bit of relief for some of the guys on the offensive line I'd I'd love to see good performance I think it was much better than the Raiders um, but I always find it so difficult to evaluate one individual player um, when when they really do function as a unit the so reason I think asked- that's no, carry on.
1: Sorry, Gareth. The reason I asked is there was a lot of talk about the Bengals' offensive line being the worst in the league a couple of years ago. And then you look at how Burrow played last year and you think, wow, their offensive line jumped up the league table. It was mid-table. But what was good about that was Burrow gets the ball out quick. And I'm smiling because Trey Lance tends to hesitate. So the mm. backup offensive line may look bad because Trey Lance keeps the ball Brock Purdy came in that first drive and some people are going to probably click this and come back and use the stick to beat me. But Brock Purdy got the ball out quick. And like yeah. you said, Carl Shanahan's scheme and the way we set it up with our first choice. That's why I'm not overly worried. You've got to remember, Tom Compton looked serviceable a couple of years ago against the Rams when they were at full strength. So it's just, I've seen a lot of talk on social media. And like you said, I think in context, which is what you two chaps have taught me. And the eye test as well. And it's pre-season. So I just wanted mm. to shoot down the narrative that it isn't all doom and gloom, but equally, it's something to be cautious of because this time last year, you were right. All four of us were a
0: bit worried, but
1: I just wanted to get your thoughts off. That's all, chaps.
0: Every, every team in the league will struggle when they lose one of their start fencing linemen. There's just not enough good offensive linemen to go round anyway, let alone with the salary cap uh, and the and the salaries they can they can command. Uh, you just, everyone has to realise you you've got Perhaps a couple of players that are replaceable on every offensive line in the league basically um and we're we're no different, but i think we've we've shown we can work around that, and I think we've shown that with the coaching and the and the temperament of the guys we choose they'll always put in a hundred percent and that's that's really all you can ask um and and we'll find a way to make it work uh we've had quite a lot of o line um missing and and niggles over the last few years, and we've always seemed to have found some way to make it work, even if it's not pretty.
2: Shall we talk special teams? Because I, I predicted oh, it last week. Yeah, predicted it last week and it happened. Anyway. Deshaun Jamison has managed to uh, fumble a, muff a punt. Exactly as I said, it would happen eventually. And that's the reason why losing Ray Ray is really bad for us. The, the experience to not do that when you know the, the game is tied and and it very poor form on, you know, technically on a pun return. And Murphy lose it. And there we go. And you know, if, if, if this is a real game and it counts for real, it's one of those who look back and say, Oh, Russell Wilson's again managed to win against us because of self-inflicted wounds. Yeah. So that's exactly what I was talking about. And that's why I would rather, uh, we don't have rookies returning the ball, but it looks like, um, uh, I mean, at least Ronnie Bell is looking looking pretty good at it, but still, I just I would rather have Rere. Ray Ray. I hope his wrist can recover a lot faster than they said it would, and uh, he can come back and play fully healthy. Because yeah, I, it's it's my luck that I, I mention it, and it just happens two days later or the day after.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. interestingly enough, Nadji Carl uh, was asked that I think by Larry Kruger, and it isn't nailed on that he's going to put a rookie. Uh, as the kick uh, yeah. returner. He said, we're going to look around the league, we're going to look at free agency. Uh, and okay. you're right, in my notes, I thought you were going to be bashing Womack a bit more. And when you said special teams, I was going to say special teams is important. We all remember that glorious game up in Lambeau Field. We wouldn't have won that playoff game if it wasn't for special teams. And yep. like you said, they're the, the fine margins. And even though I knew we'd won the game, when I saw that, I thought, oh, really? Like you said, Nagy, it's it's just frustrating that things like that can happen. But it was interesting when Shanahan said they're looking at free agents. and but in, They're obviously going to want to hope to get their guy back. And that's why I mentioned Ronnie Bell. It could be something we see a bit more. So maybe he gets his roster spot because they use him there. But I don't <laughs> think Jameson will be taking them anymore. So you've replaced... Jinx and our kickers now, Nadji. If Lee <sighs> was here too, uh, Jinx and our yeah. drafted rookies. That's right. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. I had to get that in there. That's all right. Yeah, I, I, it was, yeah.
0: It was clearly a bad, mis- mad, bad mistake from him. I think it's one of those things. The ball was getting away from him. You could see he just didn't get underneath the ball properly. Maybe it's one of those things where in a game you just let that go. Yeah. But when absolutely. it's pre-season. <laughs> you're fighting for a roster spot, you're only going to get so many chances to impress. You can see why someone really would say, okay, I've got I've got to feel this and do something. And yeah. it, it did seem to be he got a little bit, you could see, I think he was uncomfortable and wasn't sure, do, do I just let this go or or do I at least show that I can feel the catch? And I think he, he just sort of got caught with a little bit of indecision. Yeah. But hopefully again, a good learning experience. Do it when it doesn't matter. Don't do it on week one. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I don't think there's much more else we can take from the game. Uh, we'll look forward to the uh, to the Chargers game. Uh, do you think we're, we're going to see anything different there?
2: Um, no, probably maybe a bit more Brock, maybe a couple of series rather than just the one, depending on how it goes again. Uh, and I think Trey will probably play, um, as you say, most of the game. I mean, that's what I would do mm. uh, instead of having Donald in there. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm just guessing. Um, no, it's just about preparing for the Steelers, isn't it? Uh, two weeks, you we definitely don't want an injury. So, yeah, a couple of, you know, maybe maybe Trent will switch up and have a couple of snaps. Uh, hopefully, George can play a bit if he's uh, feeling a bit better. Uh, so, I'm looking forward to see those. And, uh, yeah, same, you know, backup running back battle is is on. Uh linebacker battle is on, cornerback battle or zone. Uh, all that we can look at and decide after.
1: It's that infamous game, isn't it, for people who love hard knocks, those people on the bubble, Nadji, that you know you fall in love with and and you're willing. The starters will start Sean Hans come out and said that, like we always say, it's pre season. I just want to see a, a better performance. Injury free. And then, like you said, Nancy you all about Steelers week one, that, that's the only aim and only focus. But if you are staying up and watching, good luck because I good will luck. not be getting up 3. at that <laughs> time in the morning for a preseason game. Uh, Nick had my life when I said that on the live, but I don't do the preseason games. I stay up in the regular season. Pre-season games, I watch back. I already know the result because it isn't about the result. And that's what I keep saying to people. It's about watching the players. And, and Shanahan himself has said the joint scrimmages with the Raiders, with the Broncos, have been more important to him than the games. And I have um, a mate who's a Cowboys fan and he was absolutely fuming when play played the Jaguars, but it looked like they'd sacked the QB and just as he was about to hit the deck, he did a Patrick Mahomes throw in the back of the end zone. Oh, so like, the player was insane, yeah. Yeah, doesn't mean he's going to start over Trevor Lawrence and I thoroughly <laughs> enjoyed winding my friend up who's a Cowboys fan, but that's for me what preseason's about. You see all these kind of highlight reels, you see all these players, but... I'm just excited, Gareth, for another week closer we to are. week one. Yeah. yeah, that's
0: it. Another week closer to week one, uh, and another week closer to the uh, London 49er Faithful UK or 49ers watch party. Uh, Paul, you're getting a, a few questions on this. I, I don't think we know the answers, but if you have any, now's the time.
1: Yeah, so I was a bit confused because Lee at sworn meter secrecy on social media, non-podcasts. And then when he did a pod with you, two guys, he, he announced that it's in London. So we know it's in London. We just don't know the venue. Um, we were hoping to know between eight to four weeks. And I think there's seven weeks to the day, Gareth, when it'll be, off 53 days. So all I'm going to say to people is we know it's in London. I've booked my travel down there, but I haven't booked my hotel yet because I'm waiting to see where the venue is. Once we know, we will let everybody know. And it is the official 49ers watch party so yes we are there as the 49er faithful uk but it's not our watch party it's an official event like it was in leeds but anybody who's got any questions just hit any of the four of us up dms on twitter in the facebook group but obviously keep an eye on social media and once we know
0: you guys will know uh, yeah, I think that's the message. Once once we know, we won't keep it to ourselves. We know people want to book and, and get time off and arrange families and what have you. So we'll let you know as, as soon as we've got some uh, some information. Uh, there was also a little bit of an update this week on the Goldmine game. It has been confirmed as 19th of November for the Buccaneers game in Levi's. Uh, if you don't know what the Goldmine is, it's the kind of fan invite area where the 49 of Faithful UK will be the, the hosted fan group for that game. Uh, and it will be our job to make a lot of noise uh, and bounce and basically cheerlead uh, a little bit more for the game than than just your average fan. Uh, we're hoping to get a good group of us to go out there. You can look for the event on Facebook. That's where most of the information, we're trying to keep it together because we, we don't want to rub it in the faces of anyone who... Uh, who can't attend. Um, so if you are interested, now that you know that game is definitely on on the 19th of November uh, and you are intending to make it out uh, for that game, uh, make sure you join the Goldmine uh, events page. And hopefully, Lee, when he's back, he might have uh, some more uh, information. But I think that's that's basically it. As far as I know, get yourself to Levi's about 10.30 that day. Um, but I do think we, we have to have a, a list of names, I think, maybe, for... The, uh, uh, invited fan chapter so uh, yeah we you'll, you'll need to let us know for sure whether you're going um, there's a lot of information there about where people are staying uh, which flights people are choosing so obviously if you are uh, if you're interested in in knowing a little bit more about how people are making their way there uh, that would be the place to ask any questions as well but great i have hopeful we'll get a good turnout at the gold mine uh, I think some of the guys who went in last year have set a standard, including Nadji. who was there for the Dallas game, uh, yep. so we've uh, we've got a tough act to follow. I think. Yep. Yeah, it's
2: good fun. You should if you can do it, do it. It's a uh, one in a lifetime experience, or once per year, a lifetime experience. I don't know. <laughs> no, we, we're not guaranteed to get
0: this every year, so jump on it once That's we can. True. Yeah. That's true. It's, it's it's great for us to be uh, sort of invited by the Forty ers as the Absolutely, as yeah. the host. Uh, uh as the invited fan group for for that game do you lads have anything else before we wrap it up we've rambled for 53 minutes
2: come and so... watch me play in Newcastle um, of course, I'll be in Newcastle uh semi-final north of division one football I will be there sunday i think the game is at three o'clock three o'clock two o'clock kick off two, kickoff, two, two o'clock o'clock. Three, yeah two o'clock kick off that's right um Druid park in Newcastle so uh yeah get down come and support me or all Northumberland Vikings that
1: don't really care, just come and watch football. It's cool. It should be a, should be a good game. There it's is easy. a Facebook event page, Nadji, Yeah, which there is. has all the details on. As I said off air, Gareth, um, one of my flag football team plays for the Vikings, but I'm the pantomime villain because I'm obviously going up to support the Romans <laughs> and my boy Nadji Carrar. So I will be there with the 49FA full UK flag nice. if you are in the area. Do turn up because it would be great to see you play off football and support yep. our boy Naji Yeah, good luck to you. And gone.
2: Yeah, good luck to everyone that plays the playoff game uh, this weekend. Have fun. It's a good
1: time. Good time. And the Team GB Ladies, the mm-hmm. flag team, won the European Championships in Ireland at the weekend. And nice. they even made it on Good Morning Football in the States. So, again, wow, wow. I know That's Nick cool. Ludlam is the flag bearer for flag football. I've dipped my toe, but it was, it was great to see the Team GB oh, yes. ladies win the tournament the European champions. And like you said, Najee, the baffer scene's grown. If you want more information and you're in our group, head over to Discord, which Nadji runs. There's a whole BritBall channel in there. And if you are coming on Sunday, I will see you there as we're cheering our old boy Nadji, And we'll have the chanting going, Gareth, I promise you. <laughs> Might even go live on Instagram for those people who can't make it. Oh. No pressure.
0: That's Fantastic, a good yeah. Best of luck for that, <laughs> Nadji. Slightly worrying they've told you the kick-off's 3 o'clock when everyone else is sitting No, I just up, um, Don't I'll read just... anything into that.
2: I'm sorry, sorry. I'm going up with my coach, so don't worry. I'll be there on time and rocking. Don't worry.
0: Fantastic. I think that's it. We've pre-seasoned enough uh, once again. Thank you, lads. Good to see you both. You. Good to see you back on, Paul. It's been a bit odd, you missing a couple of shows, but hopefully mm-hmm. you're back for the duration now, Other than uh, any, any odd games during the season that we might have to uh, do a uh, reduced numbers on the podcast, but uh, Maggie and I managed to soldier through without you and Lee. Ben. Lee, who you did a
1: sterling Huron, job? Yeah. Perhaps you did a sterling job, but normal services resumed. Elon Musk and X were worried about me because I didn't tweet for a while, but I'm back mm. and I'm back on the pod. It's been great to talk, all things Niners. So thanks for having me on again, chaps.
0: Chris stuff, thank you guys. Uh thank you to everyone who listens or watches. Uh like, subscribe, mash those buttons. It makes us very happy. We are another week closer to Niners football. Go Niners. Go Niners. Niners.
2: We've done it. Bang, bang, nine again. We love
1: the San Francisco 49, ers deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff boy going ninety-nine. Don't get it twisted. One and all with five times. John Tilly, Jerry
2: Rice down the side.